Uh, I'll take a ninja roll, tuna lovers roll, best rapper alive roll. Um, hitting up Mavericks where the sushi rocks. After some Maasai, eat a bento box. This is fucking Saki, not soju, toju, rockin' Jordan, sad shaman, yeah, no boo, no boo. God tear damn, all free, all me. Welcome to Talk is Cheap with Aaron Rivera podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Rivera, and thank you for being here with me today. You guys just heard the stylings of JMC, really close friend of mine. Uh, when I had met Jake, um, I, I, the, the, reason, the way I met Jake is I knew he was a Celtics fan. So we, we got introduced and it was, you know, it was a match made in heaven. Um, one of the most talented guys I know, uh, one of the most down to earth guys I know, a jack of all trades, if you will. Um, Jake, how you doing, man? Good. How about you, man? I mean, it was love at first sight, bro. Celtic oh, fans, you there know, you go. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. uh, how am I doing? Uh, I did an Epsom salt bath yesterday. Uh, body shape. Hey. Really good. Um, that self-care treatment. I like it. I oh, like it. I have to. <laughs> you know, it's those those days uh, getting back into the gym, all that. So um, right into it, man. Like I said, uh, Jake Jake's super talented. Um, I couldn't ask for anything more out of this guy, but uh, I'm going to let him tell, tell him, tell a little bit about himself to you guys. Go ahead, Jake. Yeah. So, um, I'm an, uh, Inland Empire hip hop, uh, based artist. Uh, so I do everything from basically I make rap music and shit, stuff like that, but I do a little bit of everything. Um, you know, I love mixology. Um, started brewing my own beer this year. Basically, Every time I see Jake, every time I see Jake, he's always trying to make me a drink. I I swear. Yeah, it's a problem. It's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I basically just try to live life to the fullest. And I try to express that through my art, which is my music. I just try to, you know, that's the best way I make music is I go out and just live and experience things. And that's what gets conveyed through the mic and over just whatever awesome beats I can find. Yeah, yeah. So what got you into music? Was it kind of something that you've always had um, in you? You know, a lot of people say like, oh, you know, I always feel the rhythm. I know kind of what music's about. What got you started, um, you know, with music in general? Um, I've always really just enjoyed listening to music. Um, back even when I was like really young, like when uh, my, because my brother was born in 1990. So I got to, I got a lot of hand-me-downs from just 90s. 90s kids and stuff so he used to have like the mini cd-roms that you could like hook on to your like belt loops and stuff and so yeah put, like cds with like over your headphones like Jeez. real <laughs> real before ipods are a thing type of stuff um but i used to listen to music any chance i got um as soon as like i was able to own an ipod like i was loading that thing up with all different types of music so i've always really liked it and enjoyed just listening to it and just finding new artists and everything um I didn't really fully start trying to do music like seriously and actually like attempt it till about my senior year in high school. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Cause late I, bloomer, huh? Yeah. A little bit of a late bloomer. Um, I had cracked, I had like had maybe a few guitar lessons when I was like in elementary school. Um, I just, it didn't immediately take on me. I just, but eventually I started teaching myself how to play guitar after like a few years after that, cause I had the guitar still and I felt like, you know, continually do it. So I would occasionally do that. And eventually uh, my senior year of high school um, wasn't getting accepted into schools, um, like actual four year universities and everything, despite, and don't take the, like, 
I'm actually more intelligent than I look. <laughs> I, I had I graduated with high honors. It just it's competitive out there nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> you can't yeah. get into a four year university with a three point seven five. Yeah, they <laughs> want you. Know. They want you to cure cancer before you get into college. Yeah, you gotta basically already have graduated college to get yeah. into college. <laughs> but uh, so I wasn't getting into any schools, and so I had a lot of free time in my classes because I took much easier classes than they were below my skill level essentially uh, my senior year so I was uh bored a lot in class um and I listened to a lot of hip-hop and just from all eras from hell even the 80s um all the way up until the modern age now um <clears throat> and so me and my uh, buddy uh Nick uh in our probs and stats class I used to just be on my phone and on GarageBand on my phone making beats because he wanted to start he wanted Garage to try Band. rapping yeah yeah and don't count out GarageBand a lot I'm of people not, I'm not. a lot of you a shout out GoShaft in Indiana he's a producer he's one of my friends uh he does all his stuff on GarageBand it's a free program and it kicks ass still it works I use it all the time to record so nice um yeah I just started because he said he wanted to get into rapping and like being you know um a stage you know being on stage and singing and rapping whatever it may be and I didn't mind working on beats and stuff like that I thought it'd be something interesting um I thought I had a knack for it um not as well as maybe a lot of people I'm still er, you know learning and stuff as everyone else is but I'm Mm -hmm. still trying to earn my way into that that lane um but yeah I started making beats for him and then eventually I was like I'm making these beats why don't I try singing to some that he doesn't like that I might like so I had originally had started trying to rap and make hip hop music back my senior year after I graduated. And then I took about maybe a eight month hiatus. I just, I had like, it just, I went to a weird funk. I was under a whole different artist name anyway. Um, so if anyone can actually find that, um, it's a little, little I'm going to do my digging. I'm going to do my digging. Don't worry. <laughs> But yeah, so I made like a whole, like probably, I think it was like a nine song mixtape. It was absolutely garbage. It was hot trash. Um, I just, I wasn't having fun doing it anymore. And um, I should probably have said this earlier, but I was a theater kid in high school. I, damn it, Jake. <laughs> God, I was, that, oh, that was, I wasn't going to bring that up. But anyways, go for it. <laughs> I was going to say, hey, I heard you but, were in, in, in theater. And yeah. well, there you go. yeah. Yeah, but I mean that just alludes to like the creative side because yeah, after definitely. I graduated after I graduated high school and the reason why I continued to try after I graduated and um was because I could make music on my own. I didn't need a full cast. Yeah. So it was something that was a creative outlet for me. And uh at first that and that's why it used to be fun. And then when I tried, I was almost taking it too seriously under that different artist name that I used to have. And I released a mixtape. I didn't enjoy making the music. Therefore, I didn't enjoy it when it dropped, regardless of what people's opinions were of it. I mm-hmm. was like, this, I, I don't enjoy this music. It yeah. sucks. It's not very good. Um, so I took like an eight-month hiatus and I just, I started, I went to trade school for a little bit. I got a full job within the uh, electric utility industry, been working full-time. And eventually I was just not good met in a good place mentally because all i was doing was working uh i was doing nothing that really was me um that was true to myself and allowed mm-hmm. me to be who i was yeah. um i was just stuck in a uh, rut and yeah. just going through motion so it was just not a good place to be i wasn't living healthy 
nothing about it was good. Um, yeah. So I got reconnected with um, Swollen. Uh, he's the guy who produced uh, my first album, California Ave. Uh, mm-hmm. I got connected with him. And that's when I decided to start re-listening to stuff that made me feel like, I don't know, really connected to the hip hop community. Yeah. Really connected to hip hop music in general. So I started re-listening all, you know, back to that stuff and um, realizing I just need to be myself and just truly enjoy what I did. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I decided, I was like, I'm going to come up with a new artist, artistry name. I'm going to be Jake the MC, which that that's why I have JMC. It stands for Jake the MC. I was just going to be myself on the mic. Um, There was, there's no other, you know, it's nothing better, man. Yeah. Yeah, It's nothing better than just being yourself. Exactly. And um, I started, got reconnected with uh, guys that I had met back in one of my high school days. I went to a hip hop show with someone I worked with at a restaurant. He was rapping there and I met some other cats that, you know, I end up, I'm friends with now and I do music with now. And um, just when I got reconnected with them as JMC, uh, it helped my confidence shoot up because I was working with people that did it instead of just being by myself Yeah, and just trying to figure it out. Um, I had someone, you know, I had people talking to me like, Hey, try this or do this instead. Or, you know, it's really not that you're not doing a bad job. You just need to tweak a few things. Here. Yeah. You know, I was going to say that you, you kind of had to, to kind of do it on your own a little bit first to kind of, you know, to get that yeah. experience. And then, you know, just like with everything you do, you have to, you kind of have to fall before you get back up. And then you can start climbing yes. again. So I was going to say, you know, you kind of had to go through that, that, that first point where you started doing things by yourself. Uh, and then you get, you reconnected with some people, you met some new people, you know, you made some more connections. So, you know, that all makes sense. Um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to cut you off. But, uh, worry, so the whole, and the reason why I was going to the theater point um, <laughs> was, was theater kind of something that, you know, you knew, Hey, you know what? I can be a stage performer. I can do this and I can take this bet on myself. Was that something you kind of took where you were like, Hey, you know what? I can do this. I can also do, you know, kind of what I want to do, you know, and, and, and make it a dream. Oh yeah. No, most definitely. When I was in um, theater and everything, I mean, being on stage is a rush that I can't explain and it's addicting and terrifying all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, like, even I, cause I've been leads in plays and I've also been small minor roles and even from a small minor role or to being a background person to being very front stage, I get the same rush and the same feeling. Um, no matter how many times I do it, it's still nerve wracking, but it's once you've done it one time and you realize you can keep doing it, it's addicting. And, um, I, I honestly have a great love and passion for acting and theater like that. Um, just currently in my certain where I'm at in life. I just, I don't get to do it, Yeah. but that's fine. Um, whenever, I mean, even in music videos and shit like that, I get to act a little bit. I get to use that skill that I've been taught and I, the skill that I've learned, I get to use that and push it forward. Um, but I think that's where becoming more confident and comfortable with myself and uncomfortable situations kind of started. Yeah. Um, because like, you know, you know, the stereotype of theater kids in high school, Mm-hmm. that's exact and it, it's it fits there's a stereotype for a reason like that's but i worked part-time in high school and i was a theater kid i wasn't really hanging around too many uh i wasn't you know i knew a lot of the popular kids i was never the actual popular kid um which i mean is fine because i mean high school is high school you move yeah. past it and shit um but i think that's that's where i kind of 
I got my first instance of counting on myself and feeling comfortable within my own skin because within theater was like uh my own little world of where like this is who I am and I'm being comfortable and I'm projecting it out and it's okay yeah yeah. that was my first instance before you know like I said the hiatus where I took a huge dip yeah and and that you know it's not easy to do that um you know I I I would have loved to do um plays I would have loved to do more in high school I really would have um but it's there's like an embarrassment factor that goes into it and you're afraid to be made fun of you know by your friends and your peers you know which is Um, the sad part because I mean if you look at anyone you watch in movies like all those people were either probably theater kids in high school yeah and yeah if you watch movies they're doing the same thing on behind in front of a camera as they are on stage yeah and that's what kind of cracked me up and made me realize just about like you said that whole embarrassment thing it, it is it's weird at first because like i don't want to you know i don't want to get made fun of for doing this even though i want to yeah. do it but i don't i don't want to admit i want to do it now yeah yeah there's a lot of criticism that, that goes with it and and really with anything that you do in life you know i'm sure with you right now you're gonna you're gonna you've already oh, yeah. dealt with it and you're gonna you're gonna continue to deal with it people oh, yeah. they're gonna try to shame you they're gonna try to put you down um whether it's envious or they just you know whatever the case may be but you know it's, it's that sort of stuff so no that you know and, and all that kind of really does make sense as to why um you know you did take the bet and and it's a good thing you did take a bet on yourself like i said you're ultra talented um and you know it's 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 nice to hear that that where you kind of got that start so uh jumping forward man everybody heard it everybody heard in the beginning asahi and sushi tell me about (laughs) it tell me uh, let, let me just ask this what was uh what was the the mindset going in what was you know what was the whole idea of creating obviously you know asahi and sushi you know but what what sparked it what what kind of gave you the idea like hey you know what i'm gonna i'm just gonna make this song so um i wanted to basically make a song with really no deeper meaning (laughs) i just wanted to have fun um yeah music a lot for me is just like an escape and a release um and so when i make music sometimes I just like making stuff that's fun and fun to listen to, fun to sing. Um, and, you know, it doesn't have to be deeper than what it is, you know. Um, I originally got the idea from He Who Ate All the Caviar by Mac Miller. He originally made the song as a troll song because people were making making comments basically like all you do is talk about, you know, fucking girls, drugs, alcohol, partying. And so he made a song literally just basically rapping about shit like that and just rapping clever lines over a beat and it was supposed to be just a joke and it ended and i it ended up being a really popular song like amongst his like fan base and it's he made a music video that went along with it and so i was thinking i was like why don't i make a song that to me is like my like i don't it this doesn't have to be a deeper meaning it's just a fun ass song yeah um, i love i that's a natural thing i do i love taking people out for uh Asahi and sushi, man. Like I love going. Like the first line of the song, I go to like Maori sushi in Corona. If you're ever in Corona, please check it out. That is like one of the best sushi spots I've ever been to. Um, best sushi ever. I like. I love taking. I love going out with friends and getting food and having a drink, you know, and just shooting the shit. Like that's mm-hmm. really all it is. Like, and I like in. I'm one of those people, like, if you don't have money, like, if I'm asking you to go out to eat, like, I'm not asking if you have money, like, dude, just come out to eat with me. Like, I'm planning on going out to eat anyway, and I'm not just going to go sit by myself. Like, come along yeah. with, like, come have food and drinks with me. Well, that, I mean, you that's, and me that's are, the... you and me are going to get us against some sushi soon. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, that's the general rule of when you ask someone to get, you know, go out with you or, you know, uh, it could be anybody, a friend of yours, like, hey, let's go grab dinner. Yeah. Like, you, 
you're you're sending the invitation so it's it's you know it's your point to pay but anyways um no and and you're dude it it is it's fun when i the first time i heard it i was like not to i and i'm not gonna i don't want me to sound rude but i when i listened to it i was like you know what? i don't think there's any a deeper meaning to this i don't no, think not. so at all <laughs> and it's but, not rude but it was like you're on the on the money with that yeah. meaning there's like there is no meaning it's but it was fun <laughs> it was it was really fun it was and i i actually had watched the music video uh mm-hmm. first so okay. I put it all together and I was like, this looks really fun to make. And it, it's a fun song. Um, I hate to say like, oh, it's catchy, but it is, it's catchy. Oh, yeah. um, and it's, it's with the times it's with what people are listening to. Um, it's, I, I, I swear to if I would, if I had heard it on the radio, but like, yeah, this fits like this fits what I'm listening to. This fits what I'm here have, have been yeah. hearing. And it's, it's really, it's like I said, it's fun. I listened to it. I was like, man, this is good. Like I'm, I'm bobbing my head. I'm like, oh, man, I like, you know, and I loved it. And, but like I said, when I watched the whole music video, the, my, after that first thought, my second initial thought was, man, how many times did he have to just keep singing over and over in different frames and, and this and that. And I, I want to hear from you. How many times did you have to do it? I'm, I'm going to tell you this, that next day at work was a rough morning. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> um, we did, it was a whole, it was a whole, it was a whole day. It, it took a whole day to film that entire music video. Um, I did the, uh, I kind of started basically storyboarding it. I sent it over to Blake Littell. Um, he's a, he's actually the guitarist in a farewell in farewell. Um, they're a hardcore band, uh, really good. Check them out. I will check uh, them out for sure. But he also does videography, photography. He does all of it, does all the editing. Um, I sent him all the shots cause I, I storyboarded it and I kind of scripted it out. I took photos of all the shots, gave him an idea. We talked about it. We discussed it in a meeting, like, hey, this is what we can do. These are the shots we can have. Um, so we got everything. We showed up probably, I think it was like 11 in the morning or, uh, yeah, 11 or 12, 11 in the morning or 12 in the afternoon. I went and grabbed all the all the sushi, all the beer um, catered by Mary Sushi. Shout out to them again. Um, went up, grabbed all the food, all the drinks, got everything set up they came over a few of my friends uh all my friends came over and we got everything set up in the living room of my house and the backyard of my house so once everything was set up basically we did a bunch of shots from the inside of my living room and the dining room and then also into the backyard basically everything we shot during the day we had to reshoot also at night just for the double amount of takes and plus we wanted the two different setting lightings yeah wow so in order to do that we consumed about the same amount of food we did during the day as well as alcohol in the day again all over at night and i was because i'm the center the focal point of the video i drank so much beer so much champagne and on breaks because <laughs> me my buddy blake's a, he's a whiskey guy just like me we like whiskey especially irish whiskey so um we were we were drinking we were drinking it on during dinner break and like in between takes so by the time that video ended like i was i was toasted like i remember just trying to get through it because like and that's why it's funny the night shots i probably are a lot more loose looking and i probably (laughs) look like i care way less and i'm not as worried about what's happening or what i look like or even if i'm mouthing the words correctly because it was an all-day production yeah a lot of planning went into it um, cause even like 
even with all that drinking, like I was super hyper focused on making sure it got done. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was an all day production and I'm really thankful for everyone that showed up. Um, I couldn't afford, I couldn't afford to pay everyone hourly, but I did supply everyone with the food and drinks. Like everything, everything was catered for, for every single person. Yeah. Um, I don't like being that, you know, I know the stereotypes of rappers, they talk about money and then they can't afford to pay, you know, their videographers or their engineers, or they can't afford to, uh, you know, take care of people in music videos, but I made sure, you know, to live up to, if I'm going to make a song about hooking people up and making sure people are catered to, like, I better do it for here. And yeah, it was, honestly, it was worth every freaking dime. It was a good yeah. time. Despite all the hard work and all the effort that went into it, it was still a good time. Yeah, no. And, and like I said, it looked, you know, it looked super fun. Um, and, and everybody was, and, and you know what, man, when I, like I said, I saw the music video and I was like, this is very professionally done. I was yeah. like, man, this looks really good. And I was like, I was like, man, I, I'm like, I feel like I'm watching, you know, uh, just any other music video that I, I would have seen. It just looked that good, that crisp, that clean. And the nutty part is about that is that was Blake's first hip hop video. He's done other music videos for other genres, but specifically for hip hop, that was his first hip hop video. Wow. So he did an amazing job, especially because every genre has different styles when it comes to their music videos. Yeah, and for definitely. him to hit, hit the, just hit the mark so perfectly on his basically his first attempt um and he was super awesome to work with too because me and him already get along we 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 connect really quickly because when i'm in work mode i'm in work mode there is no digging distracted like we're here to accomplish the goal like we have a schedule we'll we'll get it done like yeah you flip that switch and you're on yeah and he's the same way and that's what the nice part was because it made it made both our lives easy trying to direct the video as well as get the image that we had discussed and met about and went over with the storyboard and everything because we have you know I'm making sure everything stays on point and making sure everyone else in the video is you know acting accordingly and he's doing the same thing so and we didn't like it wasn't like too many chefs in the kitchen type situation where two people Mm. are trying to talk over each other because they want to be in control it was a nice good balance he's yeah Blake's awesome to work with he does a great freaking job he did the album artwork as well yeah, we. Oh we wow, and that that alone was yeah. freaking great too. Yeah, uh, it's just I mean when you when you listen to a song and and I mean you click on an album let's say or mm-hmm. a single and if if that image doesn't catch your eye right away, yeah, you might pass it over. And, and this one, it it it's it hit every point that you need to hit uh, as far you. as the, the visual and the, and the sound and it, it they both pair so well together. Thank you. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a big thing for me. Cause like I have, I have like records and vinyls and stuff like that. And like, I'll look at like old Led Zeppelin vinyls and just old rock vinyls. And they're like pieces of art. They're not even, it doesn't look like an album cover. It looks like just some art design that has to do with the band. And that's what I like to see is just, you know, from what you've seen on like summertime and California Ave and then this single cover, I like making like pieces that catch your eye and they're nice to look at. Cause I don't yeah. want, just something regular that just says the title and words and then a parental advisory sticker on the bottom. Like I want yeah. something that's entertaining or catches the eye or makes you look at it. Yeah. You want something to personify you. Yeah. And, and, and that's exactly what that was. And it, and it fits so well. Um, so, you know, you mentioned that it took all day to film. Um, like yeah. I said, it was professionally done. What was it like going in, you know, going back, watching it all, piecing it together and editing it though? What was that like? Uh, it was, I, I laughed a lot <laughs> just like <laughs> looking back at it because it, it was just fun it was a good time and looking back at it it was 
honestly, it was just awesome to see because um, the last music video I did, it wasn't the full song. I still enjoyed it. I loved how it came out, but it was cool seeing because I also hadn't made a song or dropped a new song in over a year. Or so mm-hmm. seeing, you know, my new pro like my new freaking work come out with, you know, new a music baby. video and er- yeah, my new baby. It's like watching <laughs> child, like you still love, you love the other child. But it's like, <laughs> dude, I just saw, I saw this miracle, miracle life that yeah. just happened in front of me. Like I'm going to, I'm so excited right now. Like, yeah. yeah, you're, you're awesome kid. You're seven, but like, this is like zero years old. This is like fresh out the womb. This yeah. is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it was, it was really cool to see. Um, and just like, just i loved working with blake and it was really exciting to see um also that first music video was uh, directed by darnell fader he's the front man of farewell so that whole that whole band's wow. got videographers and photographers just great talented people shout out darnell frazier for the what a night music video but yeah blake just he killed it on the asahi and sushi music video he killed it on the album artwork he he killed it working with me and getting my image across and helping me dar- direct it um but yeah man it's 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 been awesome. I love seeing it come out. Uh, it was just, it made me, it like sparked my motivation again. Cause especially yeah, this whole quarantine shit, man, just sitting, just, it's easy to get stuck in the rhythm. You have to make sure you're staying busy. Um, so it was awesome. Like kind of like kick the year off. Like, man, I finally, like I'm starting the year strong. I got a music video and a new single coming out. Like, yeah, this is exactly where I wanted it to be. So yeah, it was, it, it took weight off my shoulders and it just, it gave me that spark and just made me fucking stoked. Yeah, dude, it was, it was, it was such a surprise. I mean, I know we, we text, you know, every now and then, um, and yeah. we keep in contact on, you know, a lot actually. Um, but it was such a surprise. I was like, whoa, Jake dropped a, a single. <laughs> I was like, I was like, let me, let me, let me listen to this thing real quick. And you know what? It was funny. Cause I knew you had, um, I knew you were doing, uh, you had a, an event set up where you were filming this thing and I was like, okay, yeah. cool. And then when, when it dropped, I was like, that's what he was doing. And I was like, yeah. okay. So like I said, I was really excited um, even more so that I didn't know it was coming out. So that was really cool. And then, um, you know, you mentioned your other songs, California Ave um, and Summertime, uh, you know, just real quick, what can you tell us about those? You know, cause uh, you know, we're going to listen to Asahi and Sushi. Yeah. They're going to like it. And then they're going to want to dig deeper. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, what What gave you inspiration for California Ave? So California Ave is technically my first album under JMC. Uh, and it's called California Ave because if you look on the album cover, you'll see uh, this house that me and um, the producer Swollen are sitting on a wall in front of. Basically, that's the house where we made and recorded the whole entire album. And basically where that was my first ever day showing up talking to swelling um basically like hey i want to start doing music again i want to do it under jmc so that's where it all basically happened and it was like a rebirth for you. it was a rebirth and that's like the house we recorded and made the entire album at and that's where we that's where i do a lot of music and i i work with a lot of people i do music with now that's where you know that's the house where blake latell lives at that's the house where shaka d cakes lives at that's all the people, you know, a bunch of people I work with within my, you know, my team, basically they live at that house. And so for, I wanted to do something that was just a collection of myself and just different sounds, different style beats. And it originally was supposed to be a mixtape. I wasn't thinking about doing an album. And then I was like, you know, I'm going to make it an album, put on Spotify. Originally I was just going to do it on SoundCloud. 
Mm. So that's why it's when you listen to um, Royale with Cheese in the beginning, I said, let's get this mixtape started off right. I left that in there as just an innuendo. Like it's, it was supposed to be mixtape, but I ended up was like, screw it. I'm going to call it a fucking album and I'm going to make it an album. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm doing my own thing now. I'm James C now. Let's, let's get yeah. it going. No, that's cool. And and you mentioned, you know, it's, it's, that's, you know, kind of where you got the start. Um, that house was kind of the start that you got as JMC. Um, and it's cool that you're, you're keeping, you know, to who you are, you're not straying from that path. Um, you. And that's really, that's, it's really cool, man, you know, California. And, and what, what better name title to have that or album title to have it as, you know, you're a California boy, right? Uh, you know, homegrown. <laughs> And, you know, like I said, it's really cool because, you know what, nowadays there's a lot of people who kind of forget where they come from. Um, So it's cool that you kind of are always going to have that, you know, as you get bigger, as you go, you're always going to have California Ave and just be like, you know what, like I was this, I was a musician and I was an artist, a rapper in the past, but coming into JMC, I took on, I took this on and I said, you know what, California Ave, that's where it's going to start. And that's, you know, that's, it's special to hear that. Um, I'm happy for you, man. And, you know, I just I always remember your roots, you know, and exactly. so now so so you mentioned, you know, with quarantine and everything, um, you know, quarantine hit people a lot, uh, a lot harder for some than others. Um, and yeah, yeah. It, it was, you know, it, it got pretty dark there, um, you know, for a lot of people for you, you know, and I know during that time, you, you know, and I know you're always thinking about music, but yeah. for you, you know, what? importance does mental health play for you knowing you have to step away and what do you what's you know what 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 do you do uh to kind of help relieve your stress and to get away from music um i do a big number of things um when the quarantine first happened uh it was weird it it definitely hit me hard and like um like that's why i started doing even the uh music and drinks with jmc on my instagram like I was like a lot of people, I was drinking a lot because I was bored at home, there's nothing to fucking yeah. do. So I was drinking a bunch, um, not really being very productive. Um, and just doing that kind of got me back into that same rut that isn't very good and healthy for me. Um, and because a lot of, you know, when I'm making, I write my best and I avoid writer's block my best when um i'm out trying to live my life and i'm just experiencing things and i'm just enjoying myself mm. um and going out and being around people i'm one of the very probably few artists that's like very extroverted a lot of my artist friends are very <laughs> introverted um i'm very extroverted like yeah, you're I, a people person yeah i i i write i notice my best writing comes out when i've been going out and just doing other things because my mind is free and it's just it's just soaking stuff in Wait, it helps them with my it helps with writing clever lines or writing specific themes and stuff like that so with quarantine not being able to go out and just do what i normally do um it made it it was really hard um especially in the very beginning eventually i just started figuring out different things and also just you know not being scared to go back out and just live my life um i got I start. I revisited training and uh, fighting, um, which has been awesome. I haven't realized how much you know. I miss fighting in my life because uh, I did Taekwondo when I was younger. I had a first degree black belt in Taekwondo. Um, yeah, I, was, I was in karate. Um, I had my oh, white nice. belt, and I was. That's all I wanted. Was, hey, hey, man! You still. Hey, that's still a belt. Not many yeah. people even have a belt. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, so I got Taekwondo belt, uh, the black belt, and then uh, I took a very hiatus just later on in life, just being in high school where I'd BMX and shit, did theater. I didn't really have time and I, I wasn't doing stuff like that. And just with all the drinking and just living a, almost a sedentary lifestyle, <clears throat> I needed to start getting active more. Um, I wasn't training as hard in basketball because you know i know the freaking direct league was you know not out and shit like that yeah and, and like guys that. guys uh after after uh after our third season first of all okay let me little hang on okay because our yeah, first let's, our let's first two really my, my first two seasons in that rec league we won back-to-back championships right we get into our third season Oh, we're going for the three peat. We're going for, uh, you know, we're, we're we're going for it, man. And we lose in the in the championship. How so mad? Oh, I took it personal, and I took it personal. And I I had asked you. I was like, hey, and and you know what? Because I didn't. I, I knew you knew basketball. I knew you played. So I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not that I was. <laughs> That's really good. Ever watched you guys play, by the way? <laughs> yeah, and not to count you out, but I was like, you know, let me just let me just see how Jake plays. So I invited you to uh, uh, an yeah. open an open run. And you blew my mind. I was like, okay, he's, he's better than I thought he was going to be. So I, I, I jumped on. I said, let's get Jake on. And then, boom, we don't start the season that, and everything that was probably all this the, That was probably the best game I probably have ever played. Like, I was – there's something about that court was just clicking with me because – Yeah, you were hitting corner I, threes. You were, I was just, you were driving like crazy. My, I've never had my common so I, I could jab step to not push you back a little bit with enough space to hit a three right in front of you. I was like, I can't believe I did that shit just now. Well, you know what? I'm acting a four right now on this court. And they always say, you ask any basketball player, you're like, oh, my – like guarding a lefty is not easy. Well, especially when people first start playing against me too is because they're not used to me being left-handed. So like – Yeah, we're not used to seeing a wrong-handed person. I'm super dominant left-handed too. And so like when I swing my jab, like I have this weird habit of like when I jab and when I continue with the jab step, I can like hook my whole body and leg around and it puts me like more than just a step ahead. So I might not be as fast as the defender, but like the angle it goes at, it's awkward as hell for the defender to read. (laughs) Yeah. And you, you already beat me to the spot. Yeah, basically. So no, that that's hilarious. And and, and then, and then I ended up guarding you one of those games and I was like, I hate guarding lefties. Can't do it. I know I'm good at defense, but this, especially I'm one of those dudes that runs really hard too. Yeah. I know. I was like, like, Hey man, take a, take a playoff. I just went went up and down the court. I scored eight straight points. Come on, give me a break. But anyways, um, just went off on a tangent there, but, uh, you know, uh, so, so during quarantine, um, how hard was it for you to kind of, uh, you know, kind of get a spark for inspiration because there, there's there, like you said, there wasn't a lot to do. I know I didn't have a lot to do, but I was kind of okay with it. Um, I love video games. I love just watching TV. I love listening to podcasts. So I had all the time in the world to do those things, but for someone like you, where you need kind of inspiration to create, how hard was that, man? I know, I know, I had to have been tough. It was extremely difficult. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it got to the point where I was like, I'm gonna buy. That's why, like, I have this mic, these headphones. I have a freaking um interface now. I was like, I'm gonna buy this equipment and force myself to record at home. I recorded some songs and stuff with the producer Go Shaft. Um, those songs are still somewhere in the vault, but um, just I like had to force myself into doing stuff. Um especially when I was drinking, like I have my closets or the closet doors are like mirrors. And so like, I would get up like out of my bed and because I was drinking so much, I just look in the mirrors like, 
oh god you piece of shit <laughs> so i was like i need oh i need to god. start I, I need to start getting back in shape because i was like i was just getting upset because like i'm just sitting here i'm just drinking especially like the work i do like i i do i'm walking around i'm outside a lot and it just like just like everything about it, it was like i need to not be in this funk like everyone's i'm sliding into the same shit everyone else is sliding into i mean it almost was just like i had to t- i had to force myself and tell myself and like we're i'm going to get up i'm going to do shit whether i like it or not whether it's even good or not like i'm going to get up and do it and it's a very aggressive like a very aggressive way of talking to myself like yeah you called yourself you, a piece of shit yeah if like you wondered like how i like because people think i'm fucking crazy the amount of like just the pace i move at in life like i work full-time I most of the most of the time, more than 40 hours a week on top of training and my music yeah, you're busy, and, and the social life. Yeah. I don't sleep a lot and I don't like sleeping. So like, I'm a very aggressive person when I talk to myself, I'm not like that to other people, but like when it comes to myself, like I'll wake up, like you're going to fucking do shit today. Yeah. There is no nice way of talking to myself, which is something I need to work on. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that, I mean, you know, and you, you kind of have to do it at times, um, you know, yeah. not be that aggressive, but yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, and then, no, I get it, you know, and it's easy, like you said, you're, you're on your feet a lot for work, this and that, but, and it's easy to make that excuse and say, well, you know, I, I work today, so I can say, yeah, I, I was pretty I was, active oh at work, God. you know, yeah, it's, and, it's easy, to, it's easy to kind of say, you know, you know, I, this can hold off tomorrow, or I can do this, because you are physically laboring yourself. Um, and I know I, the stress of work is an excuse too. like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, to avoid doing the things I still enjoy doing. It's like, I enjoy making music. Why am I using stress as an excuse to not do something that allows me to be, that's an outlet and allows me to like get a release and use use that stress as a motivator and say, Hey, you know what? Like I'm feeling all this, you know, whatever I'm feeling and throw it in, you know, throw it into a workout, throw it into a song, throw it into whatever you're doing. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, and, and if we can kind of all learn how to do that, um, you know, we'll, we'll be, you know, better off. And um, you know, so I talked about, I, talk, I said, it, we, you know, we kind of both talked about a little bit of mental health. I, th- I think we brushed it over a little bit. Um, yeah. Tell me from your perspective, how, what the importance of mental health is to you. It's extremely important um, from just being an up and down type person throughout my entire life. Um, just seeing like family members that have had to deal with depression and then within myself <clears throat> i know it's extremely important especially you know watching my friends go through shit like that um mental health super important and then it's what you're doing you know what you're putting in your body what you're doing to take care of yourself when no one to take a break like you need you need to do things in your life that give you genuine happiness and put you in a better place instead of like i was saying like not doing anything and just drinking like and then using it using other things as an excuse to make my habits worse and then put myself into a worse spot like that's that's the worst thing you can do with your mental health is is making excuses for something that's a temporary fix and not breaking the cycle either and not breaking the cycle that's that's the worst thing you can do um i've noticed i felt best when I've started that restart and then I want to chase that feeling of a restart and feeling fresh again. And that's, that's the most important thing is especially because, you know, when you're going through like depression and everything like that, it feels like you're stuck and it feels like there's no way out. 
and no one no one can understand it and no one can help you and that's because the only only person that can really help you is yourself mm-hmm. and you you have to break that cycle and you have to push out of it and find something for you that helps you do that for me it's training in jujitsu training and fighting when i go and train mentally i feel amazing um i feel just released i feel nothing attached or weighing me down um and i think that honestly is just something that comes with training specifically with jujitsu and the mental state you have to have with it um joe rogan talks about it a bunch a lot of a lot of guys that train jujitsu talk about it a bunch the biggest thing is like especially when you know i'm rolling I, you know, I'm fighting and everything like that. The biggest thing, cause I'm still starting in jujitsu. I was, I did Taekwondo, but I'm really new to specific jujitsu. Um, and so the biggest thing they talk about is, is being relaxed in a stressful situation. The situation you're in is you're either getting choked or someone's putting all their body weight on top of you and it feels like being crushed. Or, you know, you're having joints bent in the wrong direction where your basically bones are threatened to break, Mm -hmm. you know, or you're you're in situations you can, you know, tear in tendons and stuff like that. And the thing that you're supposed to do is stay calm and just breathe. How? And, but that's the best part was when you train and do that, like I have felt my confidence has shot up. And that's the biggest thing for me is I've always had a really, really bad self-confidence issue. And since I've started training again, like there's no way I could go back on not training again. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm back on, I'm back on the horse. Like I, I've been going six, seven days a week, just training, busting my ass in the gym. Um, cause I love the feeling. I love the, the feeling of just the mental escape and the mental relief that I get from it. Um, the confidence you get afterwards, you know, your self-esteem goes up like, and, and I know it's not for everybody, but I think it's important for people to find that thing that helps them get that mental release. And at the end of whatever that is at the end of that, of whatever session they feel better and it comes out better and it sticks with them. Yeah. Yeah. And, till, and, and it could be the anything. next session yeah. till the next session. Yeah. And whether that session be the next day or a month from then, it needs to be able to stick with you and you need, it needs to be able to build upon itself. It can't be a temporary thing. Mm-hmm which yeah. is i think like and i even think is I, I i've had i've gone to therapy before and shit like that i think that's important um i know not everyone can afford it but you know everything can be a different form of therapy mm-hmm. and to me training and fighting that's my form of therapy yeah. if i've had a shitty day at work or i can't write music or i've just had a shitty day in general and i can go there and i just i feel a release at the end i'm like everything that happened the previous 12 hours ago, it doesn't matter anymore. And I'm moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm a big advocate. I've, I've told, I tell, that's why I tell everyone since I've gotten back in training that I'm doing it. Cause it's been an amazing feeling. I want people to have that feeling or find something in their life that gives them that feeling because it, it helps live in life. Yeah. <laughs> it helps, yeah. it helps makes everything in your life easier. And I'm sure after, you know, you, you, you train and, and you do, you know, your workouts and I'm sure it, it helps you, you know, deal with your emotions better. You understand your emotions better. Um, and then when you, if, and when you are about to create, you know, exactly what you're feeling, you know, exactly where your mindset's at. Yep. So it's a lot more clear and it's a lot more focused and you're able to, you're able to get the yeah. best version of yourself out f- for whatever you're doing. 
yeah, no, that's, that's another thing is my mental clarity. It's been great because I've, you know, you're used to thinking in high stress situations and you're used to being calm. Like you, you, you will never think clear in your life. Like on, I'm doing this on top of working full time, being in a, you know, a, a, jo- a position of pretty decent responsibility and then going, doing that. And then being in charge, basically my own music thing, putting myself in the situation help, helps me think clear. And yeah. even getting back into fighting and training and everything, my mom noticed an instant change. She's like, you seem a lot happier than you have been all year. Yeah, you had a glow because, about you. Yeah, and it's it's it, it'll radiate. And that's why it's important to find that thing in your life. Yeah. Whether it be jujitsu or fighting or painting or writing music or just something mm-hmm. like that. like Anything, allows- anything really, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, no, that, that's, um, that's, you know, and I, and I, 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 put a lot of stress not i mean it sounds weird i put a lot of stress on that for with people i tell them hey you know what like if you're not happy with your current situation if you're not happy doing what you're doing you gotta make changes you cannot the the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result it's not gonna happen it's 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 not day and night it's not gonna just flip you have to continue to do those things, those yeah. things that are going to help you progress and help you move forward and, and really help yourself. If you're not helping yourself, who are you helping? You're not helping anybody. Uh, exactly. and, and you have to help yourself first before you can help others. That's and a big, that's another big thing too. No, that's, that's actually huge. And I mean, and not, not to say you, you're not supposed to go through struggles at first. It's not like when you start something, it's going to be easy. Mm-hmm. So don't just immediately because something's hard and it feels like you're in a stuck tough spot. doesn't mean leave immediately yeah. struggle is important i think that that builds a lot on uh, builds people into a stronger person mm-hmm. but yeah if it's if it's to the point where i mean you're 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 stuck and it's and it's doing there's not a single positive thing that could be the outcome later on for this yeah like if there's a positive thing that comes through a struggle at the end then it's good to push through that struggle but if it's yeah. just gonna if it's just a struggle that there's no light at the end of the tunnel there is gonna be no happy ending you gotta you gotta pull yourself out of it yeah no and definitely it's easier said than done i'm not i'm not gonna yeah. say like oh yeah just listen to, just do what i'm saying that's oh yeah everything yeah. will be fine just do follow exactly what i'm saying like it's trust me i'm one of those people that gives i can give great advice and not follow my own advice for jack shit talk is cheap jake <laughs> talk is very cheap and that's no that's a big thing because I can't tell you how many people have probably have said this exact same thing that I've said. And I've heard people say the exact same thing that I've said. And I still fall, fall into that same. I'll still fall into it. It's yeah. no, nobody's it's, perfect. Yeah. It's human nature. But the thing is, is it's to always make sure you're still keeping that thought in your head though, of those words and what you're supposed to do. Yeah, no, definitely. And, um, my, my, my coach, <clears throat> my old coach, um, and you know, uh, a mentor to me, he, he told me, uh, pressure makes diamonds or breaks pipes. So you're right yep. there. All right. So now Jake, I had you do your homework. Um, I'm really excited for this and, uh, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, give me your top 10, uh, list for your favorite genre. All right. So everyone knows, you know, I'm a hip hop head. I listen to everything though. And I, I do mean that I do listen to everything. Start, start, start Jake, actually start from, from 10 and move your way. Okay, if, this, if you have a list, I guess. This isn't really a particular order, but it's it's basically probably my 10 favorite artists that I listen to and probably listen to consistently right now as we're talking. Um, everyone knows, if you know me, I'm a huge Mac Miller fan. I'm sure you could probably tell from my music and everything literally about me. 
Uh, <laughs> I think he's, I think from his style from the very beginning, that kind of slowed his initial like uh, upcoming into the game. But I think it's what made him him. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've taken from him. And just, you know, he has great delivery. He's probably one, he has some of the best deliveries of, you know, a white boy freaking spitting on a mic. I will, I will be completely honest. Like I've talked to Shaka, Shaka D Cakes about this. And there's a reason why he, he had the success that he had. He has great delivery and he knows Mm -hmm. how to spit on a mic. Yeah. But um, then, you know, Schoolboy Q, I fucking, I love Schoolboy Q shout out to, to tde um that's the he's an amazing i i fucking i listen to that dude all the fucking time i there's not a single album i don't enjoy by him and then another uh, hold on real quick what's your favorite mac miller song oh i hate you <laughs> why do you gotta do this to me I have to, oh my cause, god cause the people want to know uh, man all right you all gotta right. give it to us give me what i want ah shit it's off it's off the good am album uh why is this slipping my mind? It's off the good AM. And this, this and that song will literally, it'll almost make me tear up. And I just, I love the powerful feeling he has. Oh yeah. Perfect circle. Godspeed. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. That's probably one of my favorite songs by him because it's an honest, truthful song. It's really, it's almost scarily. I mean, he basically, he talks about his own death and this basically he predicted it and you know, wow. And I mean, I mean, you hear it a lot in his music and it's unfortunate the way he had to go, but just hearing that song, especially now it's, it's a weird, powerful feeling. And it just, it, it hits my heartstrings and it just hits me in a way that not a lot of other songs can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you mentioned mm-hmm. Scuba Q. Um, as yeah. you go through this list, give me, just give me your favorite song. Give me, you know, just give okay. it, just give okay. it to us, man. You, you I, um, I got to get in your head. All right. All right. Schoolboy Q. Um, probably one of my favorite songs is, um, and I, I love this song because it it just I'm always in a good mood and I always feel like having a good time when I hear Hell of a Night by Schoolboy Q. And he has a shit ton of other music and probably much more profound songs, but Hell of a Night is just a fun, good ass song by him. Mm-hmm. Um next song, Ab uh, next artist I would probably say on my list is Ab Soul, also on TDE. Um, probably one of my favorite songs by him is Threatening Nature. Um okay. and it's just his wordplay, his flow, he's a he has such a unique flow, I think, to the game. And I don't think he gets enough credit and enough respect as he should. I mean, he's on TDE, he gets respect, and obviously he has a very high, you know, very he's his stock is very high. <laughs> um, but I think on on the terms of a mainstream perspective, I think he deserves a lot more credit and a lot more love from people that may not know him because his flow is unique. His line is his freaking bars are just fucking spectacular. I mean, fuck. I mean, it yeah, go listen to Threatening Nature by him and you'll you'll see. Mm-hmm. It's it's fucking phenomenal. I got a lot of music to listen to now. Jeez, Jake. Oh yeah. Thanks. No, and th- and this is just a small little portion of my shit, bro. I'll send <laughs> I'll send you some playlists. <laughs> um uh next artist, um, rest in peace. He just the death got announced recently, MF Doom. I mean Yeah, I saw you uh, all over Twitter and that, that one hit you yeah. pretty hard. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what can I that's I mean from his presence to his persona everything about him is a is a mystery i mean he he died back in october and the death didn't get announced till december 31st crazy i know so i mean i mean even after his death he's his he's still sticking to his character and his persona and everything about him i mean 
he's your rapper's favorite rapper mm. for a reason. There's yeah. not a single person. If you you cannot be in the rap game and not have tremendous respect for MF Doom. Yeah, so and when you on record now, like when you hear that when you hear that term, like they they say like a comedian's favorite comedian or yeah. uh, you know a ball player's favorite ball player, it holds so much weight. Oh and, yeah. And when you when you say that, man, I I. I've never listened to his music. I know I I haven't, but hearing you say that now, I'm like, man, like he's real. And he has, he just has such an, I mean, from his underground type sound to his very cult big fan base. And then the fact that I haven't seen a rapper that calls themselves a rapper, not enjoy him or have tremendous respect for him. And if you're going to pick a song, I recommend listening to one beer, but I mean, really all of his shit is amazing from his production. It, it, he has his MF doom is MF doom. You can't fucking beat it. Um, I'm going to move on now to, I think my next on the list would be Danny Brown. I think he's an, another great MC. His voice is iconic. And so is his laugh. Um, fucking he, I mean, if you ask even my buddy shock about him, I mean, he, he puts him above J Cole and skills and ability. Like, oh. Danny Brown, Danny Brown's amazing, and I, what I love about him because I love stand-up comedy. He he has a big influence of stand-up comedy, and so he puts that into his style and his flow and his types of bars, mm-hmm. and everything about it is just dope as shit. Um, I mean, I trying to think of what a fucking favorite song I have by him. It's it's all good. I, I was just listening. I hadn't listened to it in forever. Uh, Tell me what I don't know. It's one of his more darker songs, and I think it it's a it's a little bit slept on. So mm-hmm. I would go listen to that. Okay. Um, another big one I'm a huge fan of, Murs. Um, He's a California rapper. He's been in the game for a minute. He came from Living Legends. Um, that was a rap group back in the 90s. Big influential on the West Coast. Murs has been around for a while. He's, he's a great positive force within the hip-hop community. He has great knowledge of the culture. He's been around long enough, and he's a great historian of it. I mean, this dude embodies hip-hop. In my opinion, he's a great just symbol for the game and just symbol of just being a, a top-notch MC. Oh, fuck, man. There's so many good songs by him, too. I hear you're making me pick one song out of all these artists, bro. Hey, okay, if you don't, if you don't just, I mean, if you don't want to, don't, because because you're doing a really good job explaining them anyways, and you're explaining the cadence to them, the sound well, of them. I'll, so, find, I'll find some yeah. songs. That so I it's mean, up to you. I it's up like to you. People, people should have. Um, I feel like one that's interesting is um, Skating Through the City um he's just he's an interesting Merz is an interesting guy because he's one of those dudes that i respect a lot because i mean when you you hear him rap like you can tell it's just a regular down-to-earth guy um i mean he's 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 really close and he's even familiar with noah james and he's he knows he's done stuff with him because i mean noah james and the ie he's a he's a big relevant in the underground force and so i mean you can see his influence on so many people even out here and he's from la so um he's a he's a great artist to check out and listen to um i was just bumping him today i i enjoy it keeps me positive um probably one of my next dudes i love this dude mr baklava action bronson freaking i love that dude if you watch fuck that's delicious on vice it's also on hulu like watch it it's great food also he's been a on a tear this dude has been winning quarantine i was just listening to talk to uh, ariel hawani He's lost like over over a hundred pounds or close to it this year. Damn. He was at three seventy five. The last interview I heard him talk to, he was at two forty five. I think. Wow. So he's dropped all that Tough. weight this year. Yeah, and I mean he's killing it, and he's he has his own interesting style, 
and I'm sure people are noticing I have a very similar taste of this boom bap style, but like he just, the way he flows, like, you know, it's him, you know, it's action Bronson um, from his, I mean, he just has weird, he has strange different types of different type of lyrics. Mm-hmm. And I just, I dig it a lot. Um, but yeah, action Bronson uh, listen to him. Um, I mean, his album, he just had an album come out in 2020 only for dolphins go listen to uh what, what's i forgot forgot the name of the song it's um uh, blah, 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 blah. latin grammys yeah latin grammys <laughs> i mean the the, inter, the introducing lines clever as shit he's like i may not be able to touch my toes but i will still fuck these hoes because <laughs> he's so big and like i just love because it it's it's funny Man. it just fucking makes me laugh because it's like that's so fucking cocky and, yeah. and ignorant and arrogant all at the same time and like i don't know i just i fucking dig it but he has he has so much shit he has so much his discography is very deep um definitely want to check out these next guys um tech nine and chris calico they're the first hip-hop guys that i fell in love with mm. that made me like wow rap fucking hip-hop and rap is worth that did it kind of inspire you too uh, yeah, the, my first artist, my, when I first started getting music, that's the style I wanted to do. Um, mm. That Midwest, some dark shit. I love, you know, I, I may be a positive guy, but man, I like some dark, I fucking like some dark music and shit too, man. <laughs> but yeah, they're, and Tech Nine's interesting because like he'll do, he does, you can tell rock and metal's influenced his style so much. Uh, he's, he's done Not Fest like he does he performs at metal fest not many hip-hop artists can say they performed at a metal fest that's i'm sorry like i don't know who can besides him um and just the point chris calico on top of it from being able to rap and to sing because he was a choir kid he was a choir boy when he was a kid and so i mean i've i've seen these guys live that that fucker's got pipes dude he can sing and he has a great voice on top of it um and their stage show their presence I don't, it'd be pretty hard for someone to change my mind that they are the best performers in all of hip hop in the rap game for an affordable price. Yeah. Like Travis Scott, I've seen his shows. They're fucking huge. How much is a Travis Scott ticket? You tell me. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm assuming it's expensive because they're in massive arenas, but oh. I've gotten front row for like 25 bucks, 30 bucks. And the stage show, the presence, I mean, the production value they do an amazing job and they're on a hundred percent independent label. They're hundred percent independently owned They're He's tech nine is the reason why there's independent people. Oh. He's, he started that wave. He made that possible. Yeah. Within wow. 10 years, they're getting invited to the Grammys. That's nuts. 10 years yeah. of being your own, forming your own label within a decade, you get invited to the Grammys. Yeah. You talk about staying, even... you talk about staying true also. Yeah. Yeah. That dude stayed true to his city where he's from. I mean, he got tons of flack the way when he first came in the game. Like, he used to rock red spiked hair. I mean, huge red spiked tipped hair. Like he wears fucking, he wears masks. The guy that made his mask, because he used to paint his face. Um, the guy that made his mask now, he made him for Slipknot. Like he does crazy oh, shit. Oh, wow. And he does amazing wordplay. And he's he raps fast as shit. And Chris Calico is the same. And on top of it, he can sing. And they do all their songs. And they Chris Calico's on so many songs with Tech Nine, they just perform together. And Chris Calico's discography is deep as shit too. So it's just like it's an endless, it's just an endless freaking stream of talent with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I would have to say uh Static Selecta, he's a DJ and producer. Um big uh he's more of East Coast, boom bap style per usual for me. 
Um, he's done stuff with Action Bronson. Even Jack Harlow recently, he's done stuff with Mac Miller. He does, he's done so much, Joey Badass. He's done so much stuff with so many different guys. And he's an amazing producer, great DJ. Um, I think he makes great fucking music. Definitely, that's one to check out. And probably to close up the list, I'd probably say A Tribe Called Quest. I love bumping oh, them. I've been bumping geez. them forever. Wow, what a what a what a closeout! My God, yeah, yes, I had to you know I had to close them out with you know some classic right there. <laughs> wow, yeah, A Ward tour. My God, uh, oh yeah, geez. the hop, check the rhyme, like electric electric relaxation, man. Oh my God, all of it. Yeah, wow, that wow that uh, yeah. Could you tell I like them? Yeah, yeah. I, I and you're not a hip hop guy either. You no, got really at excited all, at all. Yeah. At all, and I'm, I'm not. I mean, you know, I'll dabble in it. Um, I can listen to it. I can listen yeah. to what you know, whatever. Um, when people ask me like, oh, like, what do you listen to? And I, I literally say like, really, whatever. I, I mean it, uh, and it's true. Yeah. But um, great list, man. Where did we close though? Because we were gonna, we we're gonna talk about your list. I want to hear your list, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So like I said, I had, fans, I had, yeah? I had Jake do his homework. I did my homework too. Okay, um, guys. If you I'm don't sure know you this, tell me you had sheets, bro. <laughs> if you don't know this from me, guys. Um, big time rock fan um all sorts of rock alternative rock metal emo punk i'm there um so i'll give my list jake i'll start at 10 um kill switch engage uh okay i've heard i've, I've heard the name i haven't heard anything about them. heavier a heavier band okay. i like that. um and a lot of the rock music i listen to um whether it's metal whether it's alternative emo whatever like i said um yeah. a lot of it does have meaning to it a lot um, uh so <sighs> the one song that 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 gets me every time I listen to uh, kills. Uh, two songs actually. Um, it's tough for you too, huh? <laughs> yeah, my curse by Kill Switch Engage. Uh, my curse. It's tough because it, it talks about um, it talks about losing a loved one, okay. and and just the fact that every day that you go on, you have to live with uh, uh, dwelling over someone you loved so deeply, a family member or anybody you've lost, uh, hence my curse. Um, so that hurt that one, you know, when, when I listen to it and like I said, it's heavy, it starts yeah. soft, but it just goes right in. Um, and then, um, this fire <laughs> burns. Um, I won't say too much about it. Listen to it. And it, okay. if, if you okay. can, if you can handle aggressive rock, you'll, Oh, like I can it. handle um, it, baby. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> at coming in at number nine five finger death punch oh hell yeah okay hey tech nine has done shit with them yeah yes that's okay. what i'm telling you bro five yeah. finger death punch is dope i fucking yeah and so you know that they're heavy they're pretty heavy oh yeah um, oh yeah they <laughs> yeah, um they're, five, they're called five finger death punch even if you didn't know who they were you'd be like that sounds heavy <laughs> yeah it hits you literally um yeah. <laughs> coming, the song i really like from them is coming down um because it talks about the awareness of teen suicide um and it's you know everybody's like oh rock's aggressive rocks this rocks that it's like no 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 because you're you're only listening to it you're not hearing it or sorry you're only hearing it you're not listening to it and when you listen exactly and and it it it, the theme of it and when you watch the music video too it's like it's it hits you but it's about the the awareness of teen suicide and it's it it really focuses in on the fact that we're not doing enough to teach our youth Mm -hmm. we're 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 just kind of letting them act on instead of correcting instead of teaching um so that that's the one song i'll say for them at number eight and and i told you this before i was like dude i had some of these bands lower than i should have some higher than i should have 
and I think this band should have been like fourth. But and that's why honestly my list was in no particular order because yeah, it's like it's hard yeah, and it's I get super it. subjective. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the reason why is because they are an emo punk band. They're not so okay. rock. They've Got turned it. more into emo punk later on. My Chemical Romance. Oh, dude. Who doesn't love MCR, yeah, bro? I grew, but I grew up with these guys, and I love them to death. Um, my favorite song, and I know it's not their most popular. Um, it has to be. Oh, well, I don't know. No, it is. Uh, I don't. <laughs> it's called "I Don't Love You," and okay. it. It's funny because the name of the song is "I Don't Love You," but it's actually in the song he says, "I don't love you like I did yesterday." Uh, and what it talks about is you go through a relationship, you're in a relationship and you're, you're so deeply in love with someone. And then all at once you, you both of you fall out of love or something happens yeah. and it, it, but it, and it's sad. It's a ballad and for, for my chemical romance where they do a lot of these harder emo punk songs. Yeah. Teenagers. Just, and, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, Black for, for them, yeah cool. And that's the <laughs> most famous, but for them, yeah. uh, famous last words, um, yeah for them to kind of sit down and do a, a, a very like a love song ballad um it, it kind of speaks to their their you know their range but yeah it, it's if you if you haven't heard it um and i want you to listen to that song i have a couple no, songs that i want you to take a listen i'm to. definitely gonna probably i yeah. actually haven't heard that one by them so i'm definitely gonna have to listen but to and that. it helps you deal with you know your emotions and helps oh, you yeah. deal with when you're going through stuff so um next i won't talk about them too much because they are they're a little on the crazier side uh drowning pool um, oh, I, I know. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and they're, I think their most famous song is, uh, is might be Bodies. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the, the Bodies at the Full. Yeah. Um, and it kind of got them on the map. Um, so that's number seven. Number eight. Um, number eight, or seriously, uh, number six. Um, Rise Against. Because. Oh, dude. Rise Against is the shit. Yeah. It was kind of everyone's like, like rebellious band you know they kind of went against um i mean and their their whole name is is rebellion right, it's rebellion against, against the system it's rebellion yeah. against the the corrupt and um re-education through labor um oh yeah that has to I, be has to be up there but also savior because savior isn't oh, what dude. people but it's not what people think it is yeah it, it's actually the reverse meaning it he's they're talking about I, you can't be someone's savior anymore yeah you go through this and you go through through a time period of where you're with someone or whatever happens and you no longer can support their emotional needs because they are keep depending on you and they, they can only they, find it, it in them in you they express that like the very opening lines about yeah. the, the this this scar aged face or the um the valley aged face and so, i forgot what the line was yeah but yeah you know and, and you're, you're you're right on but yeah uh paper wings is also kind of a, a good song to mm-hmm. listen to uh if, if you're kind of trying to get a sense for who they are um, at number five. And I think I, I, I almost wanted to put them higher up, but I didn't disturbed. <laughs> oh, dude. Just, have you heard their freaking, um, what's that cover they did of the uh, something like uh, Simon and Garfunkel cover they did. Mm. Was it recent? It was, it was probably a few years ago. It was um, mm. hello, darkness, my old friend. That oh. one song. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What's the name of the song? Is that? <laughs> I can't I can think of the name of the song. The, you, need, uh, who, the, um, you need a guy like Jamie to do the look shit up for you while you're out doing this podcast, who is, bro. Uh, <laughs> that the uh, the original art or the original band that seems I think is Avenged it's, Sevenfold, it's, isn't it? No, it's Simon and Garfunkel. They hmm. cover 
Um, where the fuck? I need. I'm. I'm looking it up because I need to know. God, I call myself a fan. This. Um, this. No, my dad had found it. He said he heard the sound of silence. They covered the sound of silence. Uh, That's by Simon and Garfunkel. It's a cover from the the, the sixties and seventies. Yeah, and then my. Okay. If you haven't, it, it's kind of more obscure because it's it's not their normal stuff. Yeah, um, but anyways, the one and I know they have a lot of big hits stricken, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, but if you if you can listen to Inside the Fire, <clears throat> it's oh. okay. So you know, yeah, yeah, that's a oh, uh, it's dark, dude. It talks about for everybody that doesn't know, because I know I think Jake understands. It yeah. talks about um, kind of becoming the devil. And I mean, it's, it's David Draymond is such a, he's such a creator with words and he talks about himself becoming the devil to make a younger version of himself commit suicide to be, to be with his girlfriend in hell. Yes. It's yeah. dark, Dude. but, but the message behind it, it's like, okay, like I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's like the shittiest part about that dude. Yeah. Like, I kind of fucking get yeah. it. I don't want to get it. <laughs> I don't. I shouldn't get it, but I do. That's um, hey. That's before we move on. That's up there. If people need to listen to "Down with the Sickness," the non-radio version. Yeah. If you yeah. guys want to understand like why he would sing something like that, you need to listen to "Down with the Sickness" non-radio version, yeah. the real version where he talks about his mom beating the shit out of him, in the name of God-fearing the God-fearing you know, yeah, for people. Like, um, it's dark. So. Yeah. And you'll understand a little more why he might turn himself into the devil. Yeah. Um, for other reasons too, not just that alone, but, yeah. uh, and then coming in at number four and God, like I'm making this list, whatever. Anyways, uh, breaking, <laughs> breaking Benjamin. I think everybody liked breaking oh, Benjamin. Yeah. Um, it's funny. They got their name. Uh, they read a local show being scouted basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, their lead singer benjamin burnley at the end of a set just smashed uh the microphone and um the the host uh got on stage and he goes oh there goes benjamin breaking microphones again so they <laughs> took it and they said oh breaking benjamin so um he's kind of a narcissist I never too, knew though. That. That's um, shit. yeah he's kind of a narcissist uh he he's uh but <laughs> he he, <laughs> he dealt he dealt with alcohol uh i mean um alcoholism he dealt with um uh, drugs and all this stuff but they're they're you know they have a lot of hits um especially at a time where like that that kind of grunge pop or pop grunge punk uh alternative metal was coming yeah, up it was like that new metal like yeah they came onto scene mm-hmm. really fast really quick um polyamorous well is my favorite from them um they have a lot of song a lot of their songs actually made it into a lot of video games yeah uh, because of, of how popular stuff. they got yeah so but it, it wasn't like they it, they didn't make their songs for soundtracks. It was hey, you it know, we're taking this. Be. Yeah, so they they kind of <laughs> they kind of got up there. Um, Avenged Sevenfold is coming in number three. Um, oh yeah, they're phenomenal. I mean, who they, doesn't? They if rip. you haven't heard Avenged Sevenfold, just just look them up. You'll figure it. You'll find they, the song you like. They shred. I think Backcountry's up there with. The oh, Backcountry! Oh, dude, um, I love Backcountry. Yeah. Um, Hail to the King is actually uh, it's an homage to um, Ozzy Osbourne um and i mean you if you listen to it and you know kind of know who ozzy osbourne is you're like okay like so this all makes sense uh you know but it's just i mean it's kind of hail to the king's kind of a uh 
it's an homage to rock in general. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's they're they're great. Um, so like in the beginning of Backcountry is like whoever takes the pain of pain of the beast out of himself gets rid of the pain of pain yeah. of America. Yeah. <laughs> they're dark, but man, like you just have to listen to you. Like you just said, you have to listen to the 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 messages that they. Oh, wrote. dude, their um, song guitar here was a bitch. <laughs> okay, so now um, this second band, uh, I have to talk about a little bit more. Can I, can I'm, I can I guess what it might be? I, I feel like I know one more band that might be on there. I just want to guess one. Well, I you I think you had brought up the you brought up the other day. That's no, it's not that one. It's not that one. Who? A day to remember. No, but okay. there, I will mention. <laughs> um, but this band, I have to talk about it more. Um, I'm okay, not a gate. I, you know, you hear about these crazy gatekeeper stories where someone's I can't like, stand those fucking people. Yeah. Oh, well, here we go. <laughs> Um, I'm in no way a gatekeeper for anything except for this band. I hold this band close to my heart. I've only really ever showed two people like in my lifetime, this band. Damn. Everyone listening to this, you're honored. You better feel honored right now. And some people might know who they are because they've kind of started to come up, the, up their uprise. They've been okay. together since 2001. Um, but a band called Volbeat. Um, Never heard of them. And what Jake, I, this if, if there's any music i need you to listen to it's this band Volbeat, okay. v-o-l-b-e-a-t so it, um their lead singer michael polson he's originally from dominius um an, an older band and the name came actually from their third album um volume beat uh yeah volume beat um and it will and then obviously Vol, that Volbeat came out of that but they have such and a different sound to them um it's not like any rock you've ever heard before it's not like any alternative rock it's more of like a like a it's more of like a folk rock meets metal alternative meets alternative rock meets all these different things and they're fun they're really really fun um songs like black rose lola montez the bliss heaven nor hell uh goodbye forever uh last day under the sun is a really good one mary jane kelly seal the deal um just all these songs they're they're so i mean they're so fun and and i hold them like i like i swear i hold them so close to my heart because (laughs) when i discovered them i was like man i'm telling nobody about these guys they're 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 just that good it's such a different sounding rock and I don't even know that I can say they're rock, but they are. They, they rip, they shred, and their lead vocalist, Michael Polson, has he has a sound that ladies are gonna fall in love with and guys are gonna wish they could be him. <laughs> Man. That sounds like most good rock bands, bro. <laughs> and he's it, it's it's just so good. Um my favorite song from them is Black Rose. Um, one of their funnier songs is Rebound, and it talks about be, literally being a girl's rebound and then not getting oh. it, getting punched in the face. All this stuff. I feel, I feel that. I feel that. Fucking. But they, lady. but they do, they do have like hard stuff. They have harder metal. Um, the Nameless One, Devil's Bleeding Crown, Dead But Rising, Sad Man's Tongue, um, The Hangman's Body Count, The Mirror and the Ripper. They have harder stuff, but at the same time, they have these songs that you just want to have fun with, and sometimes you just need to have fun. That's, and hey, that's important as shit, man. There, so that's, that's important to music. That's number two. Um, you please said they listen to like them. A, you sounded like you said they had like mix of folk. I'm like, I dig that because I'm a big like Irish punk and Irish yeah. pub rock type guy. Yeah, I love that it's, like, it's, it's like it's like one folk of my rock. Loves. It's 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 a it's yeah. like a it's like a it's like a twist of two metals together. It's it's interesting. I like um, that shit. That's that's definitely on my eye. I'm gonna check yeah. that out. Um, 
so and then and now if anybody knows me if anybody knows what my go-to is what my my number one band is um because like i said Volby was number two my number one band of all time uh (laughs) is three days grace ah uh, shit it has to be jake guessed it the other day on my snapchat if you guys follow me on my snapchat yeah you stole um, me 50 bucks i dude. throw no i told you i wasn't going to <laughs> someone else guessed it. um oh, but bastards. three days grace uh, uh my my two favorite songs of all time of all time uh and it just kind of happened to be this way is um riot and uh animal i've become because oh, fucking solid. they're on the same album aren't they yeah um and man like another band who kind of made it into video games but riot i mean just you hear you hear the word riot you're like okay i kind of know where this is going but let's start a riot man it was it was great um, let's start a riot yeah and then animal i become animal i become actually is um it's yes it's it's a hard song but it's in in adam gontier's um perspective of when he was creating the song was he was talking about who's who he's become and what led to um kind of his own self-demise um he's not dead sorry uh but he left the band in 2013 but he kind of talks about his his struggle with um uh um addiction to uh to alcohol and and into drugs and when you hear when you hear the song at first and you don't know that you're like okay cool the song rips it shreds but there's a deeper meaning to it he's talking about like someone help me get out of this place like I need to get out because of the animal I have become and what I'm doing to myself, how I'm harming other people in my life. And, and you, man, and then once you realize that you're like, wow, like this isn't just a heavy hitter, it's deep, yeah. it's deeper. It's a lot deeper, you know, Hey bro, let's deep, but it's a lot deeper than you would really yeah. think it is. And, and when, when music hits you that way, uh, you know, you're listening to something that you enjoy. Yeah. Well, I think that's a big thing. I think um, people that aren't a fan of like that style of rock, they just don't, they don't understand. Cause like, even like, people don't understand how like I can listen like hardcore or like metal and where they're screaming and it's like, like that shit. Um, people don't understand, but it's like, you don't understand. Like if you listen, like that's how they're expressing, how they're getting these emotions out. And like, you'll see these shows, like how can people just mosh and punch and kick at nothing? It's like, they're letting everything out and that's how it's coming out. I was like, that is a, honestly a beautiful, awesome thing. It's terrifying to people that don't understand because they don't get it. Mm Mm-hmm they that means they probably have their own different way of releasing it but it's like you don't understand that's how these people are releasing that shit yeah. it's not just a catchy hard fucking hit and riff it's it's, it's that's pushing that's what's getting his emotion out. it's man. self-expression yeah exactly it's so big time they, you know baby. and and there's so many songs that i can name um actually break is one of my favorite because it starts off with that <clears throat> billy jean beat actually yeah. um break break away from everybody um what it is is it's talking about anxiety it's talking about stress and how you need a break from everything it's a catchy song don't get me wrong a lot of their songs are but there's so much meaning behind all of the chalk outline chalk outlines up there with one of my favorites my god because it talks about being left not for dead but it's when you're left by your significant other after so many years or all this all these memories you put together and you're basically left there and they keep coming back they keep coming back to the scene of the crime you know and and all this stuff and and man like it 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 it, i will say i will say this everything i hate about you right now is that you haven't mentioned everything i hate about you i I was getting there (laughs) i was getting there but everything okay so everything i hate about you and just like one of my favorite songs by them and just like you 
are almost the same song. They're they're obviously just different. Yeah. But everything I hate about you is everything you hate about yourself, also. Yeah. That's crazy. And then just like you is also one of those songs where I could be just like you. It's teaching that other person that, hey, look what you're doing to me. And if I'm doing if I could do it back to you, it would be, be 10 times this. worse because yeah. of how you're perceiving it. So you're I was getting there, Jake. Don't worry. <laughs> but yeah. I was giving you shit, dude. <laughs> they they and and man they because they go from ballads they go from hard hitters oh, yeah. oh um, they're they're diverse as shit yeah their their range is crazy um they can go emo they can go hard screamo oh, yeah. but they're so good so that wraps up my list um but man that, that's a fucking solid list bro yeah so I'm, and, I'm sure your honorable mentions are just as damn good oh uh, you know this is kind of a tough one too because i think lincoln park's taken a lot of shit lately why um, they have I, I haven't know. seen that. Who, 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 who's saying shit? Who's talking shit? I just want to talk. I can't. I can't. Uh, no, they've. Uh, I, I, you know, because everyone's like, oh, they're not rap. They're rap rock. Whatever. Blah blah blah. It's like, eh, you know, because they had that one song with Jay Z in it. So Dude, they did like it, a whole album with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but it, it kind of turned. It kind of turned everyone's perception. It's like Nickelback. How Nickelback's not good for some reason. Um, okay, but, like I get the Nickelback thing, but like I don't understand the Lincoln Park. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> like. I like Nickelback. Like, I'm gonna keep that off record. Unpopular I like opinion. Nickelback. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. I kind of like Nickelback, but but need to make sure that butt is heard. Um, I understand the jokes. Um, I'm literally a bad luck Brian me. My first concert mm. was fucking Nickelback. So wow, I get the jokes. It's hilarious, but I'll secretly bump them and when no one else is in the car. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my last uh my last honorable mention. It's actually not the band. It's just the song. Uh, Joker and the Thief by Wolf Mo- Wolfmother. That's a good one. <sighs> Banger banger for sure um but i just couldn't put them in because yeah. I don't, i'm not i'm not a huge fan of all their their entire that's music, true um, that's library, respectable but, um but yeah so uh real quick jake before we wrap this up let's talk about our celtics for a little bit because jake's also yeah. a huge celtics fan so sorry guys he's not no laker fan no uh, i'm one of the weird california kids that for some reason likes celtics exactly so what are, <laughs> what are we talking here man we just got tatum back thank god (laughs) yeah but like thank god but like i'm kind of crossing my fingers behind my back because i'm like you know what Jalen? i've always uh, Jalen brown's my favorite player in the nba by the way and he's he's been for the last three years i think Jalen is the prototypical shooting guard small forward he does everything he runs he he's he's gotten a lot better as a playmaker he's a better ball handler nowadays uh he's he's how much has he improved since last season because the playmaking i saw watching those playoffs is fucking atrocious he should never pass the fucking ball yeah. Well, okay. But I'm more to the point I'm talking about is he can actually create his own shots now. Oh, okay. um, he's a better, like he's a way better ISO player at times after, you know, let's say they, they run a pin down screen, they get him at the top yeah. of the switch. He can actually make plays off of it. Now he, he has a good between the legs dribble. He has a good stutter. Yeah. Step. I noticed he's that last season he started off the spin. He's good, man. He's good. He started improving. I think he's the best when he's running off that wing, when they mm-hmm. do that isolation screen, where you're saying, and he gets on the wing. Cause I noticed what I, I kept getting frustrated about him when they would run ISO with him was when they'd shove him in the corner and it yeah. seemed like he couldn't figure out what to do mm-hmm. or if he'd be open in the corner three, he wasn't sure if he should just ISO and try to drive or shoot the three. And it was the most frustrating thing. Yeah. But you know, and they run, they run very similar plays for Jason mm-hmm. Tatum and Jalen Brown. But the problem I have with Tatum is Tatum's too, doing too much of this Kobe stuff where Tatum gets the screen, he gets the switch 
but he's he then he has his back turned trying to do the Kobe lean and then and then they he gets back his original defender. Um, there were times last season uh, against Miami, um, you know they could have made it to yeah. the finals, but every time they ran a pin down for him, he would take too long. Jimmy gets to reset. So now what do you have? You have an ISO after you just run a really good play. The defense has moved. Now the defense is set. Now you have guys rotating. And, and on top of that, what happened last year was bam saving them the game because Tatum likes to do all this reset stuff. I says, you just got to go, man. Well, Um, the most frustrating thing for me when I watched that was um, they were trying to play ISO ball against a team that is great against, iso ball mm-hmm. they're a, they were a top-notch defensive team and the only way they did well and i would see them do well is when they kept the ball moving yeah and i think that's my most frustrating thing is <clears throat> i think all those i've seen the team function better when they're not doing the iso stuff as much i've seen the team better function without Tatum. <laughs> and and that's i think that's the most frustrating thing is because like you need him on the floor i think for spacing when mm-hmm. it comes to like Really well, you just need him teams. on the floor. He's a he's a he's yeah. A, he, you need he's him a, on the floor. He's an all star. You know, he's a borderline superstar yeah. at this point. And but. I think also he's you know he's younger than Jalen Brown, and like Jalen is at where he's at right now. Jason Tatum's almost at where he's at, and he's younger. Yeah. So I think well, it just, yeah. it's going to take time. And Jalen's obviously the best sidekick for him too. They their their styles complement yeah. each other so well. But I will say uh, Jalen is not my favorite. I, and I love I love Jalen Brown. I love Celtics, but um, he's not my. He's probably not my favorite player just because the whole money situation. I was hoping he would earn his money. I didn't mind him asking for it, but the fact that they gave him it first because he yeah. talked about how I want to prove that I can make that money, and they're like, yeah. "We'll give you the money," and I was like. So anytime he had an average jam, I was like, you better put up those numbers. Yeah, like, but you can't, you can't come to Danny Ainge bitching about money. We watched what happened to Isaiah Thomas. No, but you have to understand the point. The point he was, what he was doing is he was putting pressure on Ainge because guess what? If he doesn't sign that extension that following season, guess what? Yeah. He's a restricted free agent. And, 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 and so he gets an offer sheet. The Celtics have to match it. So Ainge was yeah. smart. Don't get me wrong. No, yeah. Because because any right other, move. any other, any other team would have offered Jalen 30 31. Oh yeah. And you know that. So he he actually did himself a favor. Yeah. 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 The Nets before this whole Kyrie's and KD and James. Oh, Williams they would have swooped him up. They would the exactly, love yeah. catching our sloppy seconds too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, anyways, that's enough about the Celtics. Um, last last but not least, Jake, what do you got for us coming in the future? You know, what are your future plans? <laughs> um, probably. Well, I will say I'll probably have some special announcement for whoever follows me come March. Um, got some more stuff coming, more music. So an actual, uh, a full project. That's all I'm going to say right now. Come yeah. March over, you'll see a little bit of a, an announcement, a little sneak peek. You'll probably get a little, another extra special treat come February. I'm also working on merch. So eventually Ooh. I'll have some, I'm hoping to get some t-shirts, some hoodies and hats. Yeah. That's where I'm hoping to be at eventually Nice. coming along slowly, but surely, but yeah, right, I mean, cool. just more music this year. And, um, you probably, I, I'm giving myself a full year of hard training. Let's, shit, man, let's see if I get into the king of the cage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Jake, you're on You're on uh, social media. What do you want, man? Yes, sir. I'm on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Instagram and Twitter, not Instagram. Yeah, Twitter, that's what? Thing. Um, Instagram and Twitter. Um, my Instagram account is the underscore real underscore JMC underscore all lowercase. And then my Twitter name is at jake 
this is all caps, by the way. Jake underscore the underscore MC with an M and a C, not E-M-C-E-E. So yeah, that's my Instagram and Twitter. Um, go check me out on Spotify, Apple Music, um, my YouTube uh, account, which is the real JMC, um, capital T, capital R, and all caps on the JMC. You'll yeah. see Asahi and Sushi up there, music video for One Night up there. Go check out Asahi and Sushi, uh, my album from last year, Caliat, California Ave, and my first ever single I ever dropped a while back, Summertime. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. So I'll have all those links for you guys in the description. Don't worry about that. Um, go ahead and listen to Jake, man. Like I said, I will, I'm not going to just vouch for anybody uh, just because I feel like I'm going to vouch for someone that I know is proven, um, someone that I believe in, and uh, Jake fits the profile, man. So thank Can you I guys. One more quick shout out. Yeah, Real go quick. for it. Sorry, sorry. Before we close out, shout out Thunder Tribe Music. Shout out Shocking to Cake, Sad Boy Sam, Boo Boo Beezus, Beezus out there. He's from Kentucky. Um, shout out Ghost Shaft in Indiana. Shout out my twin, Ace Boogie. He's up in NorCal right now. Shout out Bam Bam. Shout out Aerospace Rap from X Society. Shout out all those guys. Much love. Aaron, tell the people what's good. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for listening and stay tuned for more. Got the homies Asahi and Sushi with the bad bitch who knows I could be. Time to celebrate. Pop me some bubbly. Look at me. I'm flying. I'm lovely.